Hi and welcome to a new episode of the State of the Net podcast. I'm Paolo Valdemarin. And I'm Ewan Semple. And I'm recording on my brand new N1 MacBook Pro. And, that's, why uh, he's talk, that's why he's talking faster. Yes, it's all those cores that just I have to talk faster so I can use, you know, it's a little bit of GPU, a little <laughs> bit of AI, a little bit. It's, I think it's interesting because I went through three phases. Mm -hmm. So I got the new computer, migrated, everything worked very well, started using it and I thought, boy, this is fast. I mean, it's like, mm -hmm. it's, it's really fast. Everything was happening much faster than before. And this lasted probably a couple of days. And then I got used to it. Mm -hmm. And It's interesting. And I was a the little... The hedonic it, treadmill in computing. You know, the, exactly. I mean, the thing is that you get very, you get used very quickly to something just working fine. You know, <laughs> if, if something doesn't work, it's very annoying. But if something works fine, yeah. you just get used to it. So yeah. after a couple of days, I was a little bit almost disappointed. It was like, oh, you know, mm -hmm. why am I not feeling this this experience anymore? But then during the, especially during the holidays, I, I found myself reaching for my computer, which is something that I never did before. I mean, it, for the last few years, oh, really? if, I, if, yeah. I, if I wasn't sitting at my desk, I would just be using my phone or my iPad. Mm. And now I was going and getting my computer, and I realized that the reason I like, again, using my computer, because it feels like my iPhone, my iPad. It just works. Everything is so instant. Everything is so, you know, you, you never sit there and wait for anything, which is the experience that basically we yeah, are true. all used to when you use an iPhone or when you use an iPad. It's interesting, isn't it? So I think that I have rediscovered using uh, my Mac. I mean, you know, I have rediscovered using, and it has the, a gorgeous screen, which is... It, it's truly beautiful. Uh, the keyboard is very nice. It works very. I, I'm 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 really enjoying the little little screeny thing, the top of the keyboard, the changes the in the, thing, yeah. yeah, the touch yeah. bar, the changes in every app. And I'm still. I mean, I just found out a whole number of features on GarageBand, which are cool. Um, so I'm 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 actually I'm happy, and it's so fast. It's. It's so fast that you just start forgetting about it, but in a good way. After a while, you realize that this is not getting in the yeah. way of yeah, yeah. you doing your things. Um, it's unstable. I mean, there are there are a num like Photoshop crashes all the time. Even doing the simplest thing, it kept, yesterday I tried to do some stuff. It was it just kept crashing. Mm -hmm. um, what else? I tried to use the. Uh, Amazon book reading app. Oh, Kindle. Uh, Kindle app. The Kindle app crashes. I mean, you double click on a book, well, crash. But then, but then neither Amazon nor Adobe are renowned for keeping up with. Yeah. You know, it, it could be a long time before the software gets updated. It's, yeah. It's, I mean, luckily, yeah. I don't need that very much. I, I think yeah. I, if I was heavily using Photoshop, I would be very annoyed. Maybe I would be annoyed enough to try to, to fix it somehow, because already 
you know, after a while, it kept crashing. I started looking it up, and I found out that if you remove the preferences, it it it, it did get right. more stable. So there are probably tricks. Um, yeah. But um, overall, what they did is amazing. I mean, the this. Yeah, I'm going to get more amazing over time, isn't it? I mean, it, it, it's they're just starting. Yeah, but 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 it's really because this is not you know, 20% faster. This is like mm -hmm. an order of magnitude faster. It, well, it's, it's the battery life as well, isn't it? I mean, like, people are getting ridiculous amounts of time oh, off the I, battery. I actually, I never run, I mean, so far, I've I've had it for probably a month, a little bit less than a month. And uh, I basically, at some point, I always get back and put it back in charge. I never run out of battery. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, mm -hmm. right now I'm recording this. I'm not plugged in, which is something I would have never dared to do that before. And, yeah. you know, I have 12 hours of batteries. Who cares? <laughs> I mean, it's like... it's. Um, it's, it's I think it's partly Big Sur as well, though, because I, I've put that on the iMac. And uh, I don't know if I've told you the story before, but you, the way... I, it's an iMac with a fusion drive, so it's got a partial smaller SSD and, a, and a, an optical drive as well for the bigger storage. Mm -hmm. And when I installed Catalina, it, it messed up the installation and it saw it as two separate drives, whereas it should see it in disk utilities as a, as a single drive, and it didn't. And that had always meant that everything I did just faffed around trying to find out which may, where, where it was meant to be putting stuff, you know? Um, and so I think part of why Big Sur suddenly felt much faster was because it sorted that out and it, and it knew where things were meant to be going. Mm -hmm. um, but it felt like a new lease of life on on the iMac. Um, at least for the first while, obviously, you begin to gradually just build up some of the crud, crud again. But it was when you said about it feeling like, you know, it's a lot of it's about feeling, isn't it? And, and feeling like the iPhone and the iPad. And of course, partly what they've done with Pixar is moved in that direction. Um, so I like the interface. So I've been finding myself spending much more time at the iMac than I have for, for a long time uh, and enjoying it, you know. I read somewhere that um, 2020 has been the year where a lot of people rediscovered their PCs mm. uh, because you know you were stuck at home and you were you found yourself sitting at a desk and using your PC much more than before, and uh, I think that it is true, and uh, yeah, and I think that this makes, I mean the the, the M1 evolution makes PCs even more interesting to some degree because uh, yeah. the, it is really about it's really a new type of feeling of interacting with a, with a machine that uh, that I think is completely different from what we had before in what ways in what other than just the speed um, I, I think it, it is just the speed, but right. uh, it's it's not the speed in terms of, uh, you know, how fast you are processing data. It's the speed in terms of uh, removing the the gaps, removing yeah. the delays. I mean, a bit of subconscious friction. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, like the other day, I exported an image from Photos, and I got this, you know, immediate done. 
and I wasn't <laughs> expecting it. Is well, for some reason, exporting images from photos always took some time. Yeah, it does. There's always a bit of a lag till it appears on the desktop or whatever. Yeah, exactly. So it was the type of thing where you know you you export a photo, you start the export process, and you go somewhere else to do something else because you know that it's going to take a while. Mm-hmm. While you know this export photo done, and say okay. <laughs> And, you know, you start a browser, yeah. done. And you say, okay, well, yeah. I, st- I start another browser, done. And you need to move yeah. from one to eight. Everything just happens immediately. Okay. So it it really makes you... I, I, I've always found that there is this feeling of immediacy when you use a touch interface of the fact that, yes. you know, it, it yes. has to be fast because even a tiny delay would just make it awkward. Yeah. And I'm almost feeling that type of immediacy here. Suddenly, everything is just happening in real time. And, you and your brain definitely connects more intimately with it because of that, doesn't it? It's a different... You're right. It it, it feels yeah. more part of you in a way, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it must be something. It, it's, it is basically... It, it makes you feel like you are much more in control and like this is an extension of your body. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, much boring it was before. It's it's much less a machine, if you want, and much more yeah, yeah. brain. And uh, yeah. I mean, I, I I don't know. I don't know how much of this is psychological, how much of this is real. But uh, um, well, <laughs> let's discuss the difference between those two, Paolo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Uh, given that everything happens in our brain, it. It makes me happy. I mean, it's oh, it's. Uh, I'm I'm really really happy with this. Very new, cool. Uh, and yeah, when you what you were saying there about it's interesting about the more people rediscovering their PCs because they're at home, just made me think of this morning talking to one of my daughters about the fact that we've gone back into full lockdown for a long time and the amount of faffing around that they've done to the schools and are they or aren't they going back and of course all these teachers are desperately trying to work out how to cope with remote learning and, and, and challenges like that. And we were just saying how, well, Molly was making the point that a lot of people don't, well, she was making the point about broadband and, and speed and that not everybody's broadband feeds are, are, are equal in the country. There's a lot of work needing to be done on that, which is true. And some of the teachers were saying that if you're trying to do a Zoom call with a class full of kids, for instance, you, and you've got poor bandwidth, it becomes a real issue. Um, but I was thinking that there's also an issue of a lot of people who've got less money won't have probably have computers at home to the same extent. And you can't do distance learning on an iPhone, um, even if they have that. I mean, you could argue that most people nowadays would have some would have access to the internet by through some con- consumer device. I mean, that's clearly very much the norm in all sorts of demographics. But but that doesn't mean you can sit and use a computer to do stuff like learn remotely. Um, and, you know, we were just saying it's it's something that it would be really good if some of the tech community just stood up and paid some money and helped with that, you know, because it's, it's, it's a problem. Yeah, I think it's very interesting how we kind of all collectively walked away from from the PC um, mm-hmm. a few years ago. It, it's uh, suddenly... We focused on uh, a new type of uh, user experience, and uh, you know, from more or less losing sight of the file system to yeah. always having just one application loaded in the front, 
you know, we, we kind of went back to, I mean, the big news of iOS last year was, hey, we have a file system. And, yeah. uh, you know, yeah, and now you can, and, yeah. yeah, now, yeah. And, and, and then the mouse, and then you can copy yeah. and paste between applications. How amazing yeah. is that? Uh, but still, I mean, I don't know about you. I, I still haven't figured out how to do use multiple screen on my iPad. I mean, multiple, I mean, split screen on my iPad. Yeah. I mean, Every I, once I do. While it I do. happens, yeah. and it's like, yeah. oh, yeah. How do I do that? I don't remember. I, I have to look it up every way. But it is true. If you need to do, you know, to be on a Zoom call and take notes at the same time, you can't do that on a touchscreen. I mean, it, mm -hmm. it, it, it's, it's awkward. If yeah. you need to, um, you know, have a larger screen and have windows and moving things between windows, it's, it's, we have lost that. And I think that yeah. uh, in the last year, suddenly we are almost rediscovering it. I mean, it's, well, uh, yes and yes and no. I mean, I, I know what you mean, and I, I, and I have to be careful because I don't do much of the sort of work that requires me to do a lot of that. And I also understand that most people, arguably, never really understood the file system anyway. Um, you know, I watch people struggling with the idea of a desktop and folders, and and I'm here watching people using Windows machines, and that it, that confuses me. You know, what what am I looking at? We're we're in this nest of layers am I sort of thing so I don't know how much that's you know I think I think you know the, the point of the iOS interfaces was to enable a whole bunch of people who didn't get that to do more um, which I think has clearly been true but I also understand that, that there are a lot of things that you can't do with that um, what's f interesting for me is that there's still more innovation and fun in iOS. You know, trolling through the app store on the Mac is, is really quite turgid. You know, there's nothing in there that makes me think, oh, that looks... Which is not a bad thing. You know, I, I spent way too much of my life tinkering with new shiny stuff. But there's not much of it on the app store on the Mac. Well, you, now you can run all iOS apps on Well, this is Mac. true. Yeah, yeah, that's going to be really interesting, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I... I hear what you're saying. I mean, and look, I, I really appreciate the innovation of, uh, of all touch interfaces. Um, and, I, and I agree. It basically made computers usable to a whole bunch of people that yeah. were struggling, that were definitely struggling dealing with the complexity of modern PCs. Yeah. I think that on the other hand, there, there is other type of users like yourself and sometimes like me um who we didn't have problems using the pcs we just like this new metaphor yes. and this new environment and we kind of yes. went this way you much more than i did i mean when i whenever i try to force myself to use an ipad <laughs> basically i think uh, well you are doing it <laughs> if he's doing it i must be able to figure out yeah. um and and to some degree, going back to to a old familiar interface that is now as snappy and as uh, you know engaging as that other yeah. interface, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. best of both worlds in a way, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, I'm kind of rediscovering how good it is, but I'm all also realizing that some of the beauty of using. Um, Mac iOS or iPad OS 
was uh, because of the quality of the hardware. Yes. I mean, it, it wasn't just a different metaphors and a different UI. It was also so fast. It was yes. performing so well yes. because it was running on their own silicon. Mm. Yeah. And now, and yeah. now suddenly uh, you go uh, back to the yeah, Mac yeah. and okay, and now the Mac is as fast. So how much of it was the interface and how much of it was the fact that it was that. just fast? So anyway, amazing. I, I think that it's literally amazing. And I don't think that any company can go after them from this point no, of for, view. No, for, for quite some time, and, I, and that's what I was saying about it just being the start. I mean, once they... Because, you know, apparently it, it allows all sorts of new ways of computing that we haven't really approached yet, um, just having that amount of power and that amount of speed. Um, so it's going to be really interesting to see what they and, and developers do. You know, once developers begin to really begin to push the, the hardware again, it's going to be interesting. Yeah. But it's 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 funny, isn't it? I mean, that I mentioned the hedonic treadmill, that whole idea that you aspire to get the latest, newest, greatest thing, and almost as soon as you've got it, you're dissatisfied again. And of course, that's part of the, the Buddhist thing about you know craving is as much of suffering as as aversion. Um, and it's interesting, just the the whole wanting more sort of thing. And it, it, I've I mentioned this before that. I'm so wary of making a big fuss of not using Facebook or Twitter so much anymore. But part of the reason I'm enjoying pulling back a bit more again um, is just getting out of that. And it's not even competitive. I wasn't uh, competing with people in those spaces, but my head was just too often filled with what other people were thinking or doing or what you know, or wondering whether they liked my posts or even the photos of my bloody cat, you know. And yes, I could, you know, I know you sort of said, well, you could just not visit it so often, which is true. Um, but I'm enjoying just the space of not being in that type of environment. Because even if you don't try, you try not to get sucked in, you still see the clickbait and, and other people's vitriol about something that you didn't know you should have been annoyed about, you know, it, it it's it's almost not worth going there if you're not going to get involved in that stuff because that's what's in there, <laughs> you know. That's what it is. Um, so I'm, I'm just, a, a, you know, it's only been a, about three or four days, um, and I've taken, a, I've not deleted my accounts, but I've logged out of um, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn on all my devices apart from the browser on the iMac, um, and I'll sort of wait until something happens that somebody says, you know, have a look at this, or why haven't you responded to me? Uh, before I go back in again, and I'm enjoying it. Feels good. I I had a profound experience between uh, Christmas and New Year's Eve, where I spent four days without eating, without using any screen, and without getting out of bed because I was sick. Um, but it was interesting because uh, then I, to some degree, I realized that I can do that. And I, uh, on the on the thirty first, actually, I went to see the doctor. And um, when I came back, I just left my phone in my in my, I forgot my phone in my pocket of my jacket. Mm -hmm. And because I had I I had this little inner ear infection, so I, I, I was suffering a vertigo. 
I couldn't get up and easily go get my phone. I mean, I could have done it, but I kind of yes, stayed away. Yeah. From, I, I, yeah. And uh, of course, it was a whole pile of people that were trying to reach me. And uh, even if mm -hmm. I wasn't working, but it was la you know last day of a year, greetings and stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I it, it it does feel interesting. On the other hand, on the first day of the year, I wrote a blog post. And it got linked by Dave Weiner, so I it, I got you know a little bit of more traffic than usual, and I couldn't stop it. I would just I would just keep going back and you know see how many links, how many clicks, how many likes. Oh dear! Um, it's I I I I have to admit that I find it extremely rewarding. There's a, those was it dopamine hits that you get? Yeah. No. No, yeah, I mean, you know, and, I, and I'm, I'm being very, you know, I'm not demonizing it. I'm not saying it's evil, nasty social media platforms making me an addict or any of that. I've just sort of found a place for the moment that that, that feels a lot more relaxed. And uh, and it's making me enjoy writing a bit more as well. Um, because it's, <laughs> so few people follow my blog that I don't think anybody's reading it. So it's, you know... It's sort of easier to say. Well, I was going to say it's easier to say what you think, and that's partly what's motivated this. That with my mum dying last year, and sort of having a, an increased sense of uh, that we're not around forever. Um, being too aware of what other people think is a real is a real issue. I think. I think, <laughs> and I'm telling people what to think by saying this, but you know. <laughs> But, you know, I, I think it's just that it's so hard to get the voices out of your head when you're trying to decide something. Mm -hmm. um, anyway, at the best of times, I mean, that's that's um, conditioning in the in the Buddhist sense. That's that's what we struggle to try and get find ourselves underneath all that stuff, and it, and it's made harder by the increased stimulus that we we we've got used to on these platforms, and just being able to have a bit more space to think. Well, what do I think? Um, and I'm going to say it whether I think other people agree or not. Uh, you know, it feels like a good thing. Uh, I mean, uh, uh, I do agree that uh, social media platforms, especially if you engage with with stuff, are designed to to feed your ego, which is not the healthiest um, mm. thing to mm. do, especially from... A Buddhist uh, yeah. perspective, um, but I'm I'm very aware that I wouldn't have found out about any of this stuff if it wasn't for the internet and the social media platforms that helped me to find it. You know. Yeah, I mean, I I, I was actually thinking that I I recently saw a couple of video about enlightenment from people that I found linked on <laughs> on Facebook. Yeah. Um, so it's it's hard. On the other hand, I also think that, you know, whenever I write something or I share something, I do want to have an impact. I mean, I, I do. If I, if I write a, for example, every time I write a blog post, I try to put something in it that hopefully will make readers smile. Mm, yes. And, and, and yes. once I do that, I really, really do want that to happen, and you know, if yes. I have a chance of reaching yes. more people, I'm, 
it might I'm, be I'm wrong, but I do feel happier if I can reach more people. I'd be lying if I said I didn't didn't have that feeling as well. And the pointlessness, well, the, the, the apparent, well, it's not pointless not to have any responses. Partly because you know that people read and don't bother to respond, and that's fine. Um, and partly because I've gained so much benefit over the years of just sitting down and writing this stuff that, you know, I've always said, even if nobody read it, I would keep doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is nice to, and it's not even, you, you were right when you said having an impact. It's It's more that than being approved of, I think, um, or being corroborated or, or just having your ideas reinforced. I mean, I like it when people disagree, so long as it's a sort of thoughtful disagreement rather than the sort of gum bashing you sometimes get on Facebook. But um, it's going to be interesting to see because, I mean, I do, ex- I do enjoy thoughtful exchange, and that's what got me into blogging in the first place. And... If that dries up totally as a result of this, then I might come creeping back in there to, to connect again. Yeah, I like I like the idea of disconnecting your apps and see what happens, and mm-hmm. you know you can you, it's it's easy enough to go back if you need to. Um, it's a, it's a, it sort of relates to a conversation we were having just before we <laughs> one of those really interesting conversations we have before we start recording the podcast um, about walking. Mm-hmm. And about how I, over the years, have got myself so upset and feeling hard done by and poor me because I haven't been up mountains often enough and I haven't ticked off enough of the Monroes or I haven't been up as many bloody places as Dave Snowden has, which is sort of my testing benchmark. Um, but with the restrictions that we're under at the moment, I've just really, really enjoyed Doing the same walk, not the same, not exactly. You know, there's there's a whole range of fantastic walks I can do from the house, but there's a, a a core of them that I've done over and over again. And there's one particular one that's on lanes, so it's not too muddy. I know it'll take me an hour. It's about three miles and a bit, and uh, it has lovely views. And you know, at a different time in my, in my life, I would have thought, oh, this is boring. I'm only doing this to get exercise, but now I'm loving it every day. I'm loving it, whether it's raining or I'm actually disappointed it's not snowed yet. I could do, it would be nice to have some snow. But it really doesn't matter what the weather's doing. I just love that walk and being out in the world. And that's not unrelated to what we're talking about. It's that not constantly feeling hard done by because you're not getting the special or the big or the different or the exotic or the whatever that we're so sold on that you know we're conditioned to be wanting more and wanting bigger and wanting better as the whole marketing industry has polluted our heads with that and actually just being a and it's also part of my age you know I'm aware it's having turned 60 and you're sort of less concerned about proving things to anybody um but you know again it's 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 I was talking to somebody the other day there about I think the world would be a better happier place if more people felt like this because you realise with COVID and the slowdown that people have had to accommodate, just how much effort and buggering up the planet we do on the basis of not sitting quietly in a room on our own. You know, it's madness. Yeah, no, I hear what you're saying. It, it's, um, uh, I have started to walk every day since I came back uh, in Italy mm-hmm. in October. And uh, my routine is... I, every morning I go for an hour walk before work 
and uh, I usually listen to an audiobook and uh, because it's very 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 long for the last probably six weeks at least especially because I, I did skip a few days I was I wasn't too well I've been listening to um, Obama's book all right Right. Uh, which is right which he by reads him. himself, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he's very good. He makes the voices and the characters. I mean, <laughs> and uh, so basically every morning comes rain or shines, it's Barack and I walking on the hills. <laughs> on, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I, I mean, I, I went back out this morning after a few days that I, I couldn't go and I, it felt great. And it it was almost like, you know, meeting a friend again and, mm -hmm. you know, just uh, chatting about politics, uh, climbing on the Mount San Michele behind my home. <laughs> and it was, uh, yeah, it's great. And every day is the same walk and and is a different you and a different day and a different mm -hmm. weather and mm -hmm. a different view. And uh, now there's no, I mean, didn't snow here but from the top of the of the hill you can see all the alps which are covered Ooh. in snow okay. and it's uh it's beautiful and well, actually that, that point you made there about um the the sort of association of the story or the or the book with the location um a mutual friend of ours gary turner was writing about it or talking, no, was he, he was talking on twitter about it i think that the one of the things he's finding hardest about lockdown is that he can't remember what he said to people and it made him realise that how much of his memory is based on location and visual yeah. triggers and difference, you know, being in a different place. And that's, well, I had that conversation in that Starbucks or in that office or whatever. And when you take that away, you know, our brains want patterns, don't they? And, and if they're no. getting the same pattern, if you and this is not true when you're out walking, because that, that, that is different, as we've just said, the patterns are different every time. But if you're just sitting staring at your computer screen, it all just blurs. But I do, I mean, I can tell you in what corner of Ealing I was when I was listening to Stephen Fry's. <laughs> I mean, I yeah. have some very clear memories of yeah, what I was listening, right. uh, walking where at some yeah. point in time. So, totally. yeah, that's, that is definitely connected. And it's weird because I mean, there's a couple of walks. I was listening to Stephen Fry locally here, one of his autobiographies, and uh, if I walk through the same woods, I'm back in his book. Oh, you got to wonder if anybody will be walking around while listening to this podcast. <laughs> well, people have said they have. They do. Um, yeah. Mike um, was saying, I think he was walking his dogs when he, when he was listening to us, so yeah. Hey, Mike. Yeah. Pat your dog. <laughs> and... Uh, to you and everybody else. Yeah, we'll see you both next time. Thanks for listening. <laughs>